At this point, you should be on the frame with a film strip title that says Oral Hygiene. Okay, so welcome to Oral Hygiene. It's a podcast where we look at educational films, experimental films, and weird documentaries. Someone accused me of doing radio voice. I just really did it there. That was a Mr. Ed voice. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's amazing, Mr. Ed. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is Matt. Mark Malik is with me today. Hello. There we go. The amazing Mr. Mark. Um, uh, Give me an apple, you bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to consume your soul. Look at my gigantic horse member. (laughs) Now I sound like an old man. Anyway. Oh, I haven't seen Mr. Ed since like the early 90s, so I can't really, you know, (laughs) the impression's going to be a little sketchy at best. (laughs) I I was never... Sorry, go ahead. I was never an avid watcher, Mr. Ed. Even at like five years old, I could tell that one was stupid. I unfortunately, uh, my parents were kind of old, so I was just given spoon-fed a lot of older TV. No, I, I, I watched Gilligan's Island perfectly and Saved by the Bell, so those are equally stupid, but I guess it just depends on what kind of stupid is your flavor. Um, yeah, Saved by the Bell was actually too, I was too old for that when that came out. I was like, I can't do this. <laughs> that that and Power Rangers were sort of like the demarcation point where I'm like, okay, this is for babies. I can't watch this. Okay, my line was Power Rangers then. Yeah, they were they're both around the same time where it was just sort of like, this isn't it is like this isn't funny, but it's not dark. There's just there's just nothing here. <laughs> but um, today has plenty here. That is 1999 oh, A.D which I guess is the future because this movie is made in 1967. Yes. The future yeah. in which the companies that made it barely exist. Right. Yeah. Um, Philco and Ford. Philco. <laughs> yes. Philco actually was completely dissolved only two years ago. Oh, really? It was, was, that, was that Phil's company, was it? Yeah. Phil's company. It was something related to Philadelphia. And the interesting thing is that um, the reason that Norelco exists is because Philips was not allowed to sell products in the U.S. under the name Philips because it was too close to Philco. So they sold things as Norelco. And then eventually oh. Philips bought Philco so they could start selling things as Philips. Wow, that's a lot of corporate history right there. That's what I'm here for. Corporate history minute. Yeah. Oh, Ford. They, they on, just my- did bad things. Monsanto only changed your name about three years ago. What did they change it to? I don't remember. That's the whole point. Ah, <laughs> very <laughs> clever, Monsanto. <laughs> I like how Monsanto already sounds like just a villain in a Bond movie already. Yeah. <laughs> no one. Victor film- Monsanto. We meet again. One one film we're, I'm definitely getting to is uh, something about Monsanto's House of the Future. That was almost my choice here, but eh, I went for this one because it's. I don't know. I guess it makes you feel less dirty to just go to the year 1999 AD with Prince. Yeah. 
you got to remember that the Monsanto stuff is probably it's probably about one degree removed from a lot of the uh, Epcot related Disney stuff because I don't know what they're doing now there, but at least the first time I visited Epcot, there was definitely sort of like let's go on a tour of our vegetable facility. Yeah, they're yeah Monsanto for definitely. I mean, again, they had the House of the Future. That was at Disneyland, so they were sponsoring yeah. that. And a few other things. But um, of course. For, for today's film, could you give us like the four or five sentence breakdown? Break it down. In the year 1990 AD... <laughs> I already messed up. In the year 1999 AD, if you're an astrophysicist who's working on a new giant peach, then your house can have computers that do everything. Also, you can be anywhere you want. Right, with these old people. Yeah. The, also, 44 is no longer old. <laughs> Which, I mean, I, there are accurate things in this movie, so. Oh, yeah. The, the weirder, it's weirder how much things they got right than wrong, I think, in this case. Yeah. Even though you could argue that if you throw enough darts at the wall, I mean, that's, that's how Nostradamus became famous, because he wrote 3,000 books, and you can pull a few things that are true from them. You can make a complication that'll a complication, a compilation that'll kick ass. Yeah. Yes. He's like a greatest hits band. What's a, <laughs> what's a band that's the greatest hits band? I don't know. Queen. New Order. Like there. singles bands. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we start. Listen to a Queen album all the way through. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I just, t- I just said, Except called them a singles band. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that they're bad. It just means I just haven't done it. Yeah. Um, I would say most Queen albums have again. It's uh, a few killers and a lot of filler, right? So, <laughs> yeah, filler Queen, the yeah. B side, right? <laughs> well, <laughs> literally. Um, so we start off on the beach here with with uh, Milf Mom. Yes, the first thing, the first impression I got of this film is, oh, they're just going to have the kids say all the things that the yeah, house can do, <laughs> just save a bunch of money that way, and that. <laughs> Why doesn't dumbass kid doesn't even know what year it is? Come on. Yeah, he's he's got to be like eight, right? I yeah, I didn't he, tell how old the kid was. I knew what year it was when I was like four years old, or did I? Yeah, I remember the. I remember not knowing what what year. Well, I remember knowing what year it was in nineteen eighty, and I would have been three, I think. Yeah. So this gets so, stupid, and yeah. then they, and, and of course, it's just so she can write the title of the movie in the sand, but. Um, mm-hmm. And then they, and so take they off. talk about how they don't know how computers work. Yeah. Then they talk, t- talk, I'll take off in the Homer, <laughs> that car. <laughs> it was pretty much the that Homer. Was, from the yeah, basically, I didn't even think about that. I was mostly just, they didn't show it for very long. But I was mostly like, that's, that's a pretty cool, like kind of an orange drink colored car. I, I hit the pause on it for a minute and tried to convince myself it was not the Homer and I couldn't. So <laughs> Yeah, who knows? They might have taken that directly from that film. I mean, the Homer, I think, was green, if I remember correctly. But uh, whatever, you can have different colors for your mm. car. Maybe and they changed it on purpose. Then we have uh, Michael, the astrophysicist. He gets the fuck out of Dodge for a few days every week. <laughs> yeah, to Mexico and Puerto Rico and San Juan. I, 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 this is... The, I'll go ahead and get straight to my major issue with this film is that they drop in all these things like, Oh, I was just in Africa. I was just in, they keep talking about places they've been and no mention of how transportation works whatsoever. I just wish he dropped like, yeah, I supersonic jet. 
<laughs> anything, anything. Jet setting, yeah. Maybe they got they probably have the uh the hyperloop tubes going all over the place. I just assume private jets if they're like astrophysicists. If you're an astrophysicist who's working on a new version of a peach that is larger, <laughs> which isn't even in your field, mm-hmm. then you probably have some major money. <laughs> yeah, we are definitely seeing the one percenters in this film. That's that's also of note. Yeah, really I don't getting... think that yeah, I don't think the people writing it were even thinking about that. They're just like I think they were genuinely thinking in the future middle class people will have jobs like astrophysicist. There right. will just be mil- that's that is genuinely why I think they had in mind. <laughs> Everyone will be an astrophysicist. There will be no factory workers. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, of course, so the jobs will just scale up. <laughs> people get computers get smarter, people get smarter, average person's job get smarter right but no it's a, this is, these are the people that go up against the wall first you know so yeah of course um and then we get a a very unfortunate um i guess accurate schooling situation <laughs> yeah <laughs> well hey the the screen was four by three aspect ratio that was highly inaccurate yeah, that's a good point. But yeah, uh, uh, they make they made school as like boring as possible. It seems. I think. Yeah, you, I noticed that they. A, sorry, go ahead. Uh, you made a note that you were impressed. You couldn't figure out why he was actually staying still and watching this, but. <laughs> yeah, that that is. Uh, it's like, have you ever met a child? I guess in the future, children sit still. I, because, I, I don't know. And he drugs. still fails. Yeah, and it said you flunk. <laughs> I haven't seen the word flunk in just so many years. And you said something about all the true false questions, I think. Oh, they they made what is obviously a computer keyboard that is only designed for true false questions. You see that that it has just two buttons, like sets of two buttons. Everything like that's the only binary. thing you could use that for. Like someone built an entire computer just only to do true false questions in the test. Yeah. I think that's how the Vulcan Science Academy works. Yeah, it makes sense. Is that what Spock's doing at the beginning of Star Trek Four? I think so. It's been a long time since. No, he has to no, he has to give actual answers. So Hmm. So they're they're they're, well that's Vulcan, of course. There are a few stages beyond this this dumb kid who doesn't even know what year it is. Give him two (laughs) buttons, you know. (laughs) He's got a fifty percent chance he could hit in the right one. (laughs) No, he doesn't. He flunked. He failed. Right. Well, I said 50% chance. There's yeah, okay. another 50 there. That um, is true. There's um, that whole argument that it's like if you if you have a 95% chance, you can still fail. And then in the future, it seems that people are are not just looking younger, but aging backwards because now Karen is 43. Well, she didn't she say she was almost 44? Am I oh, crazy? Oh, you, okay. There we go. Okay. Plot hole solved. It says in my notes, I'm almost 44, which is true. Okay, okay, good. Okay, then I'm wrong. I'm wrong on that one. Anyway. <laughs> the future is proven that you're backwards. Wait, no, this is the past now. Yeah. <laughs> the future of the past has oh. outwitted you. The Illuminati probably made this film. Yeah, probably. The oh. Illuminati were at the party for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what what you were saying about the travel thing, I guess that was a late sixties trope because I mentioned like the hyperloop or whatever, but then we got distracted. But uh yeah. the, the book version of Logan's run has that where you just kind of pop in and go anywhere in the world like very quickly. That makes total sense they would have cut that out for the extremely low budget 
film version. Oh, the film version so cool though. Uh, but anyway, I love the film. Don't don't get me wrong. I was very uh, I was hyped when you did that as like your third episode of Sci-Fi Sanctuary. Yeah, but I'm just I, I love the film. Um, I just think the hyper transportation thing was a uh, I think that book was about 67 and uh same sort of I guess it was just a big thing at the time. Like it was a big thing yeah, here you could 5 imagine, years ago. Yeah, you could imagine uh you you could definitely imagine just transportation in that film in the world of the film that just isn't talked about. But when I did read the synopsis of the book Logan's Run it blew my mind. I was like, "Oh, well, you can they could definitely make a remake of this because they changed the plot 100% right movie um and then uh, yeah the music is surprisingly interesting here the jazz swings you know uh they got that 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 uh cuban thing at the end oh that was the best thing in the whole film yeah yeah was just i was like oh man i wish this was coming on i guess i was watching on youtube so it did come true there we go so and and (laughs) (laughs) it's more convenient for you they had to get a party together for that probably rented or something it is 99 though I'm yeah, more this... powerful than them because I watched them watching it on YouTube. I, I used YouTube to watch them watch the film, so I'm therefore much more powerful than all those astrophysicists. Because I was like, yeah, because uh, the wife is using the, the shit version of Amazon, but well, 1999 Amazon was not this shit, but you know, obviously yeah. not fully functional uh, as she buys an ultrasonic vibrator for her disposable panties <laughs> I, I loved the uh the closet where like all the clothes were just dancing around because because like ultrasonic waves were cleaning them it just yeah. looked like a ghost closet yeah that was cool um and then and then the uh michael gets the printout i'm like well that one that's stupid but i'm like oh well, now we have <laughs> yeah now we have the apps but in 1999 you would still print out your receipt i suppose or whatever. I think I was pretty sick of printers by then, but uh, to come right. to think of it, I, I do believe the job that I worked at, we I would just print like a 50 page like expense report at the end of every week. So I guess we did. We did keep paper. So yeah, it makes that tracks. It, the, the funny thing about all the tech in this movie is that anything that did exist, my brain was just sort of, I was sort of like, wait, when did, when was that invented? I was having just a a hard time putting together what the timeline was. It was like, I was just sort of lost in this ether of just letting things that kind of did exist flow over me. Yeah. Just this is experience like that. Like I, none of that stuff feels like suddenly, like, I don't remember one fit, like the, the Fitbit, I guess the, the chair was just like a giant Fitbit. And I was like, when did Fitbit start? I, don't know don't right because the tone of the movie is still very futuristic but then you have to be like well actually they're showing us the future but it's still like 20 years in the past so we should be pretty yeah. far past this movie and most of the tech in the movie sort of came into being between then and now <laughs> but we were but all i can think about is oh 9 11 yes i can't think about i i didn't really care that much about how um what my smartphone was doing because i was just like oh 9 11 that's go. all i can think about for the last 20 years well yeah there is the whole smart home technocracy crap here computers telling you what you can and can't eat you know yeah well that's what your fitbit is supposed to do i think oh. but it oh. won't but it won't it won't like inventory this is the big the big disbelief thing is computers inventorying all your clothes and all your food 
like to build a system you can build a system that will mechanically take all your food and put it places and scan it but that is just so much work i don't i don't know if even the richest people on earth would do that and then we have have servants do it we have all health statistics sent like directly to the cdc who will then send out a car if they deem it necessary yeah that would never happen People would just like hack the computer to be like, don't, don't send this. I'm too fat now. Don't send this data. Oh, you know, the, and then we got the computer torturing Michael with its exercise requirements. And if he doesn't follow them, his, I'm sure his social crediting score will be decreased. Yeah. <laughs> That's still sort of forward thinking. I don't think people in the sixties were really thinking about how much exercise they were getting. Well, they weren't much. a bunch of lard asses. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. <laughs> um, and then yeah, there's the Paul Simon Goffin guy, like in a straight up 1979 Star Trek uniform. That was cool. Yeah, I was like, go golfing with that guy. Go to show me where you're going. And it's like that doesn't. No, there's no golf in this film, <laughs> unfortunately. Oh, one uh, when it has Jamie playing giant chess using a physical chessboard with a computer that seems weird but whatever um, interestingly something like that was kickstarted a couple of years ago i don't know if it got successfully funded but it, it not only was it uh, is it a thing where you can play chess but like the the pieces move like it has magnets ah but um yeah he's playing not worth what, my money but you he's, know he's playing like atari 800 xl chess in 1999 so i thought that was pretty funny <laughs> Yeah, against his dad's previous score or something like that, which I don't know how that works because yeah, that's not how playing games works. You can't play. You can you can race against a Mario Kart like ghost car, but you can't like play ghost chess because well, they wouldn't do the same thing. Yeah, but this kid's really <laughs> stupid, as we've already. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just doesn't know. Yeah, <laughs> he's totally he forgotten the computer. about that game. Computer is daddy. Computer is that? Yeah, basic. That's what he says at the beginning. That's where the computer lives, right? A little creepy. Yeah, so. yeah. Even though I, I'm pretty sure that that their house has at least like 35 computers. Yeah, <laughs> but no, I was. I'm just calling these people, you know, jet setting one percenters because uh, you know probably everyone else is living in like the Hunger Games or something. Well, yeah. Even just the fact that they have, I don't know conservatively 20 flat screens in their house right like but, why um, not just have one screen it's kind of <laughs> that is kind of ridiculous no matter how you slice it <laughs> but yeah that brings us to our our youtube viewing which would have been you know in 1999 that would have been pretty impressive we it still took like what three hours to download the phantom menace trailer at that point in time yeah youtube didn't exist in 1999 correct so it, Actually, it started, I believe, 2004, 2005. So it was impressive in 1999. Yeah, you would be watching a little QuickTime thing embedded in a website, probably, and it would not be full screen. You wouldn't be watching full screen video on the Internet. So. Right, because they're getting it in like 1080p or whatever, right? So. Yeah, well, I mean, it looked like film grain quality. They're probably getting like 4K there. Why was that guy? Because it's film. Pitch? That kind of... That <laughs> Yeah, that I don't know. At one in the morning, that was kind of tripping me out. You know? <laughs> it felt like he took it to the absolute edge of absurdity and then just took it one more step. It's like, <sighs> I, can't even, I, can't, I can't do the note. Did you ever I, see? I will. Did you see the uh, Look Around You music episode? 
Yes, a, a while ago. Macadenu. What is that? Is that the one with Synthesizer Patel on it? Yeah. <laughs> Synthesizer Patel. Right, right. Synthesizer Patel. Yeah. But it's got the Macadenu guy, which I, I won't try and sing his song because last <laughs> time I did these recordings, my wife was like, you're being too loud. And if I do that, I'll definitely be way too loud. Yeah, I'm afraid to hit the note the guy hits because but, but it is uh... like your balls will rupture if you do it. <laughs> yeah, it's like he, he takes it to the edge and then punches his balls with his voice. It's amazing. <laughs> it's 10 out of 10 best performance of the entire film yeah uh, i just got to give a shout out that wink martindale is like the third most awesome name ever that is awesome i didn't realize it was him until i read all the youtube comments yeah <laughs> so it's like that's great i'm if i'm changing my name he's probably dead i can take that one yeah you could be uh blink martindale i don't know Mm. no 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 it's it's the combination that really works there i think so <laughs> so but yeah again it's it's temporal this movie's a temporal mess now in the year 2021 of course so <laughs> yeah but it, it is impressive how much they got pretty much right i i just it, it seems a little tone deaf that they were just like well the home of the future will be this when it's like this is probably not going to be everyone's home i guess yeah. that's that is the that seems to be the thing they got least right aside yeah. from the the travel thing and the idea that your computers will be like inventorying your food right although i don't think every home got like an awesome dedicated synthesizer console that, that, yeah, that was yeah that, that is sort of accurate. I, I don't know where synthesizer technology was in the 60s. I don't think they had Casios yet. Yeah. What's well, right? accurate in your house or my house, but yeah. Well, there was sort of, sort of a Casio thing where you could have one like terrible fake instrument on one side and one fake instrument on the other. It's just they weren't really playing. You could you could have gotten a brand new Mellotron in 1967. Where Did they have Optigans yet? That might have been pre Mellotron. I don't. I'm not sure. <laughs> I think Mellotrons are older than Optigans. Oh, okay. Because Optigan was like Trans Europe Express, but that doesn't mean that that doesn't mean the Optigan didn't come out before that. I just don't know my uh, history on that. Yeah, I, I don't have that straight in my head. But yeah, yeah, it is amazing how many how many things did come out on the somewhat accurate end. I mean, everything's you know white and wood paneled and shiny wood. I guess some of it's plastic. There's yeah. <laughs> Well, like most retro futurist stuff, I found myself just kind of longing for that kind of architecture. <laughs> it's just I wish that I could. Oh, what I was getting to the flip side of this coin, and maybe I pair them up because I think I actually got them on a DVD where they were together. But um, a few years after this, you get um, the much darker um, future shock based on the book with it seems Orson Welles is an narrator. Orson Welles, right? Yeah, yeah where okay. he did. They seemingly paid him with a bottle of scotch that he, you know, was drinking between takes. So yeah, they gave him Paul Masson. <laughs> oh, Paul Masson, the future. Yeah, no, I watched that with you in yeah. your apartment. Oh, years right. Ago. Right. It was great. Right. Yeah. So that's that's the flip side of this one, I guess, for the the less shiny version of your future. <laughs> yeah, that felt just like. Everyone will be left behind, <laughs> depressed in the future. <laughs> it feels um, it's been a while since I've watched it, obviously, but that does, that did feel like a little more uh, educational 
my wife just this? left me. There's an <laughs> empty hole in my soul. They're going to get me to play a Transformer, whatever that is. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, but yeah, it's like the flip coin of, of this nice, happy 1999 AD. No Prince song, unfortunately, but yeah, they were a little early for that, I guess. I don't know how you would predict Prince even. <laughs> I don't know how you predict Prince even like 1975. Yeah. They just, <laughs> Prince is just not predictable. He wasn't <laughs> even predictable to people who he played with in bands. Right. <laughs> but um, I guess that wraps it up here. So I, are, are we still talking about puppets this week for you? Oh, sure. Check out my work on the Dead Register video, Don't Fail Me, on the internet. You can find it wherever the fine internets are sold. Also, stunrunner.bandcamp.com. Look for music there. Maybe there is some. Is there? I don't know. Not yet. Okay. It's, it's been a rough year, people. <laughs> Two years. <laughs> um, as for this podcast, it is Arl Hygiene Pod. We're on Twitter and Facebook. We might be somewhere else, but I'm probably not paying attention there. <laughs> Hmm. Um, my other podcast is Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary, which can be found at MLSFS Pod on Twitter, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, blah 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 blah, and so on. I got the letters out for once. That was impressive. Yeah, you do I'm it learning. enough times, you're gonna figure it out. I'm learning. I'm MSFSS. Like that wait, MSFSS. MSFS. I don't know MSFS. what you're saying. MLSFS. You flunk. You flunk. Did you advance the film strip? Are you on the final page? Well done.